0: In A Love Nest With The Aloof, CEO Novel Autobook Chapter 4 To Chapter 9 City North Hospital Skylar got off work early in the morning and went to the hospital with barely any sleep. The dark circles beneath her eyes were so pronounced that even her foundation did nothing to conceal them. After settling the bill for Jeremy, she hurried upstairs. The situation was not as bad as she had thought. And the doctor said he could be discharged soon. Her life could finally get back on track. If she continued working like a dog. One day. She might very well die from exhaustion in her rental house. Right then. Jeremy was sitting on the hospital bed. Figuring out the functions of his new phone. His complexion was much better than before ironically. A stark contrast to the woman walking towards his ward. Color had returned to his cheeks. And he even put on some weight. When he saw Skylar come in, he hastily shoved his newly bought phone into the pocket of his hospital gown. So, what did you do last night? Skilar brought over a thermos which was filled with pot roast that she cooked an hour earlier. Then she handed Jeremy a pair of cutlery. Her question stunned Jeremy. Quickly digging into the pot roast to hide his guilt. He muttered, what else could I do? Of course I was lying here. Why did you ask? Skilar wet her pale lips, looking more like a patient than the man on his sickbed. Huh? Funny story. Someone saw you buying a Hermes bag for a girl. I knew she was mistaken. Afraid that Skilar would see through him, Jeremy gave her a tight-lipped smile and said, "Ha ha, Hermes. You flatter me, baby. I am not that rich." Through the window. The morning sun filtered in and showered his youthful face with a golden glow that complimented his bright and gentle smile. Skilar was dazed for a moment before raising her brows. True. Where would Jeremy get that kind of money? She would know that, as he had only given her one bag ever since they started going out. To be frank, calling it a bag was an overstatement. After all it was made of recycled scraps that were duct taped all over to which jeremy claimed he bought it from the flea market despite that skillar had shared it on her social media feeling proud of it anyway the doctor said i can go home next week i didn't expect to recover so quickly jeremy said after he finished the entire pot roast actually Skylar had made two portions because she came here in a hurry and did not have time to eat. Upon seeing the thermos completely empty, she simply sighed in resignation. Jeremy was always inconsiderate like this. After so many years, Skylar had gotten used to it. She pushed the stray strands of hair away from her face and said, That's great. It's better to rest at home than at the hospital. Wow. I can't believe we have finally overcome this hurdle. I am blue. da ba dee da ba da da ba dee da ba da All of a sudden, Jeremy, as cell phone ringtone blared out from his pocket. His eyes darted towards Skilar and got up hastily. I need to use the bathroom. However, Skilar raised her hand and blocked his path. Jeremy looked at her with shifty eyes as guilt rose in him with each dreading second. Hey. Why are you blocking me? I need to pee. Snapping out of it. Skilar put her hand down quickly. Blaming Tobias for her fraying nerves. I am sure Jeremy would never answer a womaness call behind my back. We have a solid relationship. One that was built over the years. Besides. He has been sick all this while. So there's no way he could be wooed a girl in his state. After packing the thermos. Skylar heard footsteps just outside the door and looked up to see Jeremy's mother, Pauline Yates. She obediently greeted her, her eyes inadvertently looking Pauline over. They had only recently seen each other, but there was already an additional gold bracelet circling Pauline's wrist. Judging by the looks at it, the bracelet was worth at least 20,000. Skylar casually asked, "Hi, Mistress Lane. How are you doing?" Oh wow, your bracelet is so pretty. Is that new? Hearing that, Pauline tugged her sleeve to conceal the bracelet. It is fake. How can I afford to buy an authentic one in our current situation? Skilar, who was it you met the last time? It was a fake check. Skilar had no explanation for her, so she only responded tersely. Ah, it was April's fool. I guess. After that. Pauline did not speak anymore, and since they had nothing to talk about, the ward fell into an awkward silence. Skylar had always known that Pauline looked down on her, hoping that her son would find an heiress to marry, the kind that could make their lives easier and give them a house with three or more bedrooms. She certainly did not want her son to marry a woman who was abandoned by her parents, not to mention one who was still sharing rent with someone else. Just then, Skilar's phone rang. The ringtone piercing through the awkward atmosphere. She immediately picked up the call and was informed to go for an audition. With no time to waste, she didn't wait for Jeremy to come out and informed Pauline. Mistress Lane, I have to go now. Help me tell Jeremy that I've gone for an audition. Pauline wore an aloof expression on her face, acting like she did not hear her. Nonetheless. Skylar was used to Pauline's attitude, so she did not take it to heart and left immediately after. Pauline sighed after Skylar and grumbled, "How did my son even fall for you? Audition? It is probably either for a maid or an extra." Hmph. Just then, Jeremy came out of the bathroom to find Skylar gone and his mother muttering to herself. Pauline said with displeasure, "That girl Skylar is really an uncouth brat." she doesn't have any manners always pulling a long face when she sees me she didn't find out about the check did she with a smug smile jeremy replied to his mother based on her iq level how could she i am curious though where did she get that check It is hard to believe that someone like her could be gathered three million on her own who cares about that Pauline admired the gold bracelet adorning her wrist and advised. Hold on to Skilar for now. At least until after Uray discharged. Who knows. Maybe she sought help from her family. After all. Three million is nothing to her parents. Jeremy lifted the blanket and slipped back into bed. Nah. I don't think it's from the Joneses. They would never acknowledge her as their daughter. Ivy realized that a long time ago. Looking towards her son, Pauline smiled, which made the wrinkles on her face more prominent. As I said, I don't care where she got the money from. After paying for your treatment, there is still more than two million left. I will have to quickly find a nice girl for you to marry. I don't think that you and Skillar are a good match. Jeremy kept silent, giving his consent. The day Jeremy was discharged arrived in the blink of an eye meanwhile skillar came out of the set to the dazzling sunlight beneath its brilliant glow her fair skin seemed to shimmer beautifully she put on a pair of black shades that hid half of her small face then hailed a cab to four seasons hotel to celebrate jeremy as discharged from the hospital the lanes were treating some guests to a meal here spending an average of 2,000 per head the fact that the lanes could afford it here made Skilar's suspicion shoot to the skies. They couldn't even afford Jeremy's medical fees. So where did they get so much money? Skilar wandered around the hotel lobby. But when she could not find the private room Jeremy had mentioned to her, she was about to call him to come and pick her up. Suddenly, a deep male voice came from behind, hitting her like a bucket of cold water. Well, well. Look who's here. It has to even been that long. But here we meet again. This time. Are you also here as a promoter? Miss. Jones. Well. If it isn't he the devil himself. Ah. This is just my luck. Skilar could remember this voice even in her sleep. She turned around and came face to face with Tobias in a suit. Looking as domineering as ever. With a tender smile that matched his airy tone. His smile did nothing to warm her. Instead, a shiver of unease ran down her spine. At that moment, there was only one word playing on repeat in as mind run. Skilar ran away as if she had just seen a ghost. After making sure that she was hidden from Tobias' sight, she breathed a sigh of relief. At the door to the private room, an inhospitable female voice sounded from behind her. What's up with the shades? you ray just an extra do you really think you ray some kind of a big shot skillar turned around when she heard the voice and saw her half sister avery jones avery's lips twitched slightly long time no see skillar why are you dressed so shabbily i'd rather we never see each other again skillar broke into a lazy smile avery raised her brows haughtily i am afraid that will be a problem You see jeremy invited me over for dinner so there will be many more chances for us to meet in the future skilar's face instantly darkened since when did jeremy and avery know each other why didn't i know about this pauline and jeremy came over together just then the former's face instantly lighting up with a broad smile upon seeing avery iv never seen mistress lane beamed so brightly before indeed Skylar was right she was never lucky enough to be at the receiving end of this smile within a split second avery's initially sardonic smile softened into a cajoling one and her voice turned especially honey laced jeremy i was talking to my sister she does not seem too happy that i am here should i go back i won't want to impose jeremy's gaze on avery was impossibly gentle He was basically putty in her hands. Of course you, Ray not imposing. Today's celebration is also to introduce you to the family. They Ray definitely gonna like you. At the same time, Skilar's face paled. And she angrily confronted him. Jeremy, do you know what you Ray doing? Since when were you this close to her? And why didn't I know anything about it? Jeremy was well aware that she had a taboo against the Joneses and could not stand the mere mention of them. Thus, he explained with indifference. Your sister is my sister. Is there a problem? All my relatives are here today. So don't kick up a fuss with me. Skilar. You. Jeremy Lane. He then gave Skilar a look of impatience and threatened. Let us eat first. My body isn't all recovered yet. If I fall ill again because of you, you'll have to bear the consequences. Following that, he opened the door to the private room for them to enter. However, a mocking smile played on Avery's lips. After they went in, Avery leaned towards Skilar and whispered into her ear. Sorry for stealing your belongings again. Honestly, Skilar, what a pathetic life you have. Always having to live in my shadow. I am not interested in your boyfriend. By the way... I just thought I'd have a little fun. Skilar's entire body trembled as she glared daggers at Avery. Her mind had gone blank. And she could no longer think straight. You found trash and treated it as treasure. So you have only yourself to blame for this. Did you see how your boyfriend was fawning over me? Tsk, Tsk. Even I feel embarrassed for you. Avery pursed her lips and clicked her tongue. You. Red with fury, Skilar was so furious words failed her. Once Avery entered the room, the Lanes naturally flocked over and nudged her toward the center seat. All of them knew Avery was the apple of the millionaire. Thomas Jones, I? Upholding her image, she pretended to be gentle and meek as she greeted the Lanes politely. On the contrary, Skilar remained standing by the door, without anyone inviting her to join them. Skylar, why won't you have a seat? Avery beckoned Skylar over and pointed at the vacant seat next to hers. Jeremy shot a vexed look at Skylar. She is just a bumpkin who has hardly seen the world. This is her first time eating in such a high-class hotel, so I bet she is embarrassed to come in. Turning her head over to look at her so-called boyfriend, Skylar saw the distasteful look on Jeremy's face still unable to believe that all of this was real she pulled herself back from the brink of having an emotional meltdown not wanting to make a fool out of herself then she walked through the door and sat beside avery avery is such a beautiful girl pauline liked avery the more she looked at her indeed as expected of the daughter of a wealthy family skilar on the other hand has the face of a jinx. No wonder my son fell ill, it was because she hoodooed him. The lane's relatives were also very hospitable toward Avery, ceaselessly showering her with praises. They had completely forgotten about Skylar's existence, treating her like an outsider. Right across them, Jeremy's younger sister was staring at Avery's bracelet with envy. Avery, your bracelet is so pretty, it probably cost a fortune, right? Avery took off her bracelet and generously put it on for Jeremy, as sister. His sister was absolutely delighted, but did not forget to pass a contemptuous remark. Skilar, that hair tie on your wrist is about to snap. You should buy yourself a new one. Cupping her chin, Skilar shot her a cursory glance and said with a small smile, And where would I get this extra money? I spent it all on your brother's treatment. As soon as she said that, the entire room grew silent. Jeremy's face turned several shades darker. But Pauline came to her son, essayed instantly as she countered. What? Do you feel victimized? With your background, do you think anyone else besides our family would want you? My son actually pities you. It's not like we forced you to help us. You did it willingly. Avery gave a leering look at Skilar. But the smile on her face remained charming. Seeing how the lanes were treating her, especially after Pauline's comment, Skilar felt a stab of pain in her heart. They want to get rid of me because I've outlived my usefulness. Her eyes reddened, but she blinked back her tears and controlled her emotions. A short laugh escaped her before she said, Yes. It's because I have a sh asterisk tt background and no family to rely on that I am being bullied by all of you. As if that isn't t bad enough. You're even biting the hand that fed you. The moment those words escaped her lips. Jeremy's dignity was trampled to dust. It was as though she constantly reminded him that she was his savior. Yet Jeremy sneered. Skilar, do you have to make us lose our appetites? Your pettiness is off putting. Yeah, it's not like she paid for Jeremy as surgery. How shameless of her to make all those claims. Jeremy already treats her so well. But she is still as unappreciative as ever. Some people are just worlds apart. Just look at Avery. How did the two sisters end up being so different from each other? The lanes vehemently criticized Skillar, not holding back. At that time, Skylar already had the strong urge to flip the table and create a scene she had nothing to lose anyway alas it was too big for her to lift hence she decided to slap jeremy but the moment she raised her hand he splashed wine all over her wake up already and stop making a scene avery enjoyed the entertaining events that unfurled then but was somewhat losing interest stealing her boyfriend isn't tea challenging at all all of a sudden the door opened from the outside and a young waiter came in with a tray balanced on one hand when jeremy saw the exclusive wine on the tray he gulped nervously and declared we didn't order this wine this bottle of wine cost tens of thousands which wasn't a luxury he could afford the waiter smiled courteously and replied good evening sir this wine is a gift from Mr. Ford to Miss. Scillar. Tobias Ford. Scillar was shocked when she heard that. After the waiter placed the wine down, he continued, Mr. Ford has already footed the bill for the entire table. Enjoy your meal, Miss. Scillar. As one, the Lanes looked at Scillar. To them, a poor nobody like her would never be acquainted with someone rich. On the other hand, Skylar could not figure out tobias intentions in the meantime avery grew upset frowning as she questioned who is mr ford and why did he give you a bottle of wine skilar raised her brows huffing out a laugh do you have a problem with that did you think i was completely friendless anyway i don't owe you an answer unsatisfied with her response jeremy grabbed Skylar's wrist his eyes flashing with anger what kind of people did you get involved in i am your boyfriend why didn't i know about this furrowing her brows skillar flung his hand away and snapped ha how dare you question me apparently there is much i don't know about you too this is different jeremy took a deep breath skillar was truly disappointed with him but she could not muster up the courage to break things off with him just yet she needed time to calm down grabbing her bag she stood up and announced enjoy your meal guess i won't have to annoy you with my presence any longer seeing that skylar about to leave no one tried to stop her I'll, I'll call you later jeremy curtly said not wanting to seem rude skylar hummed a response Once she stepped out of the room, the dam broke, and tears flowed freely down her cheeks. Unable to control herself, she squatted on the ground and cried her heart out. Her bestie, Penelope, was right. Faithful men did not exist in this world. She had done so much for Jeremy, they were supposed to get married. In the end, he brought her sister and humiliated her in front of his entire family. Every time, Avery would easily get what she could only dream of getting. Today was no different, Avery had looked at her with so much disdain in her eyes. As if she were a mere speck of dust beneath her shoes. Everything that happened just now was like a knife piercing into her heart. The pain unbearable. Why are you crying every time I see you? Aren't you a sentimental one? A deep voice came from above her. Skylar raised her head up in mortification, her body instantly tensing up when she saw Tobias. It as none of your business. Just to be clear, you willingly gave that bottle of wine. I don't have the money to pay you back. She spoke in a trembling voice. A vague smile formed on Tobias' lips. It as fine. You could spend a night with me to make up for it. Panic surged in Skylar as just when she heard what he said. Her heart clenched in horror, and she wailed even louder just then. Nevertheless, Tobias remained impassive. Even a woman Esther's could not evoke a reaction out of him. Mr. Ford, Avery, who came out of the room, could hardly believe her eyes. The man was indeed Tobias Ford, a business tycoon who possessed a fortune that could rival the entire nation. S. Avery only met Tobias once at a business dinner. But he left a deep impression on her nonetheless. No matter where Tobias was, he could eclipse everything around him in an instant and draw all the attention to himself. To have the chance to meet him in person, her father had waited for three years before he was eligible to attend that business dinner. At the dinner, Tobias was apathetic at best toward her father, barely saying a few words to him. What's Skilar doing with Tobias Ford? They ray basically apples and oranges. Mr. Ford, do you remember me? Not too long ago, I was at the business. Tobias remained expressionless as he cut Avery off sharply. I don't. skilar who was still crouching at the side, did not want Avery to see her cry because that would be disastrous. She had enough humiliation in a day, and to have Avery mocking her would be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Clenching her fists she struggled to stabilize her emotions before wiping away her tears with her sleeves Then she stood up and walked to Tobias side. I am not feeling well today Can you take me home? Skill naturally linked arms with Tobias She might have looked intimate with him on the outside, but she was in fact overwhelmed with fear Tobias furrowed her brows slightly what is this woman doing? First, she sold her body. Then she pretended to be a chaste woman at Elysium. Now, she is clinging to me all of a sudden. With eyes the size of soccer balls. Avery’s jaw went slack as she pointed at Skilar.Skilar, do you know Mr. Ford? Skilar glanced at Tobias, noticing the grim look in his eyes, seemingly not too happy with this. Stealing herself. She released his arm and interlaced their hands right in front of Avery. I guess you can say that we are quite close. Grasping Skylar's intentions, he stated nonchalantly, I'll, I'll go get the car. Skylar clung onto him as if he were her last lifeline. And they left together. Before leaving, upon seeing Avery go purple with rage, her pent-up frustrations finally dissipated slightly. She succeeded in defending her last shred of dignity. At the Hotel S. Entrance, Skilar immediately released Tobias' hand. Feeling indebted to him, she said in a timid voice, You don't need to send me home. I'll take the bus. Tobias quietly studied this petite lady of many faces before speaking with a hint of contempt in his voice. So you're discarding me after you used me. Skilar bit her lower lip telling herself that this man was trouble and she should stay as far away from him as possible without answering she turned to leave but Tobias was too fast for her as he quickly raised his arm to block her skylar closed her eyes thinking to herself that perhaps going to hell was not such a bad thing since that meant she would not need to see this man's face i gave you 3 million but you still have to take the bus have you spent all the money Hearing that, Skilar's lashes fluttered slightly. So far, Tobias seemed like an upright man. She began to question whether that check was, in fact, real. Where is your car? Skilar boldly asked, planning to uncover the truth of the matter today. She was hellbent on finding out the true liar. Tobias then motioned for her to follow him, and Skilar trailed behind him to the underground car park. As soon as they reached the car park, they saw a young couple kissing passionately against the pillar not too far away. They kissed as if they were the only two people in the world, looking like they were only a step away from tearing off each other's clothes and having a go at it right then and there. As for the woman, her clothes were already slightly undone, exposing her fair chest. Skilar was so embarrassed a blush crept up her neck to her cheeks. Memories of that night surfaced in her mind. The kiss she and Tobias shared was even more intense than this couple's. Tobias had left her gasping for air that night. Kissing and biting her so much that she thought if he was actually human. Turned on already. The man's voice was low and sexy. Skillar glanced at the indifferent expression on his face upon hearing what he said. This man is nothing but a wolf in sheep's skin. Perv skillar snapped tobias chuckled softly even though his smile did not reach his eyes it was gentle and seemed to melt away the frigid aura surrounding him without hesitation skillar got into the back seat of tobias black maybach but tobias pointed at the front passenger seat and said sit in the front forget it i prefer sitting in the back skillar turned him down in a vigilant tone tobias shot her a cold glance through the rearview mirror you like sitting in the back well i enjoy doing it in the back i mean there is so much more space to get creative so it's up to you where you want to sit without hesitation skillar got out of the car and sat in the front she could not help but take a few more glances at tobias hands on the steering wheel his fingers were elegant and slender and the veins on the back of his hands seemed to symbolize true masculinity. There was a platinum ring on his ring finger. And it glinted coldly under the light. You re-married? blurted out before she realized it. Thinking that she might have very well slept with a married man. A deep sense of guilt rose in her chest. I don't see how that has anything to do with me taking you home. Tobias did not directly answer her question. Skylar clamped her mouth shut and bowed her head, fumbling with her seatbelt. Instantly, the seatbelt alarm started blaring noisily in the car as she had not fastened her it yet. This was her first time sitting in a luxury car, and her hands seemed to have a mind of their own, preventing her from inserting her seatbelt. Tobias then cast a fleeting glance at a flustered Skylar before leaning toward her. Not expecting that he would be so close to her, Skilar reacted fiercely and shielded her chest with both hands. She resembled a wounded hedgehog, quivering in fear with its spikes all standing upright. Ignoring her, Tobias buckled her seatbelt for her, mere inches apart. She could even feel his warm breath tickling her and smell the pleasant fragrance of his white sandalwood cologne. Seeing that she remained completely still, Tobias gave a flat look. Excuse me, but I want to take you right under the surveillance camera. I am not that desperate. She blushed as red as a tomato. How can this man say such shameless things while keeping a straight face? Then Skilar looked out the car window and lifted her gaze upward. Noticing that the surveillance camera in the car park was directly aimed at them. Anywhere is better than an operating room. She mumbled under her breath she said this in a barely audible voice so he did not hear her when they were out of the car park tobias did not follow the route pointed out by skilar therefore she knocked on the window and asked in a terrified voice where are you taking me this isn't the way back home stop the car if you don't I'll jump out right now his face darkened with impatience at skilar as threat why does this woman get so worked up all the time? He pressed the control button to unlock the doors and said in a monotonous voice. Go ahead. I want to stop you. Should I drive faster so that you allow roll further after jumping out? And he did just that. Skylar watched as the numbers on the speed meter soared to 120 and chicken out at once. If I jump now, I'd either die or be crippled forever. Dante used such a childish method to threaten me. It won't work. There was a sarcastic undertone in his voice. Reaching for the grab handle, Skillar held it like her whole life depended on it as she was afraid of being thrown out. After some time, the car pulled to a stop at a nearby gas station. Skillar sighed in relief just then. He is just refilling his gas tank. Then Tobias went down to the convenience store to buy some water. Due to the stress of being in the same car with him, she got down to get some air. She was devising a plan to pry some specific information from Tobias later. Deep in thought, she meandered around the gas station without looking at where she was going. Just then, two little boys were running toward her, before she could step out of the way. The bucket of paint they were carrying splashed onto her body and dirtied her clothes. Knowing that they had gotten themselves into trouble. The boys immediately fled without offering any apology whatsoever. Currently hanging on a thread. Skilar was on the verge of breaking down. Does God hate me? I was just minding my own business. But somehow a bucket of paint splashed all over me. Just. How? Not to mention it's black paint is this some sort of bad omen she stood beside tobias car without any intention to get in when he came out from the convenience store his eyes narrowed a fraction as he looked at skillar who was now covered in black paint I'll just take a cab back i don't have the money to compensate you for getting paint all over your seat skillar was aware of that with her current savings. It was a harsh reality that she could not even afford to buy a car tire. Yet Tobias had already opened the car door. Just look at the miserable state you, Rayan. Tell me now, which cab driver would take you? Without waiting for her response, he snatched up her wrist and practically shoved her into the car. As night fell and it started to drizzle, a layer of mist formed on the car windows. The car's fragrance was overpowered by the smell of the paint covering Skilar's body, making the air inside rather suffocating. Still possessing some common sense, Skilar rolled down her window to let the smell out. As for Tobias, he had already lowered his window and was resting his arm on top of the wet surface. The moment Skilar parted her lips to ask about the check, Tobias' phone rang. Picking it up. He then proceeded to speak in a foreign language, so Skilar could not understand what he was saying. The call ended only when they arrived in Skilar's neighborhood. Everything seemed to be perfectly planned as it was, too eerily coincidental. At the end of the day, they slept with each other before, and it was now late at night with just the two of them in a car. Things were still fine while the car was moving, but once it stopped, Skylar was afraid that Tobias would turn into a beast again and have his way with her right inside this car. I'll get going now, Mister Ford. Skylar clutched her bag tightly, noting the suggestive situation they were in. Ahem, Miss Jones, aren't you going to invite me in for a cup of tea? He asked in his charming baritone voice. Skylar disregarded him and ran out of the car like her life depended on it. Meanwhile, Tobias' lips arched up slightly when he saw the butt-shaped paint smear that the woman left on the leather seat. Upon seeing Tobias getting out of the car, she stopped him and explained, I am sharing rent with someone, and my housemate does tea like strangers coming over. Skilar's relationship with her housemate, Summer Wayland, was just alright. Summer worked in a multinational company as an ordinary employee. But she acted arrogant regardless of that fact. Besides, Skilar knew Summer looked down on her because every time they talked, there would always be a hint of contempt in her words. Everything from her clothing to the food she consumed was high-end. They share the same bathroom. So Skilar knew she used expensive skincare products as well. And that Summer scorned her for using budget products. What does her opinion have to do with me? Tobias brushed past her and walked ahead. Skylar nodded on her lip in anxiety and sighed inwardly. Tobias always spoke with undebatable dominance. As she took out her key to unlock the door, she gave him a warning. Leave right after you, Ray done with your drink. She had a feeling that Summer was going to bark like a rabid dog. Every time she brought Jeremy over, Summer would either slam her door or make clanging noises around the place. The rental house was messy, but it had a girlish touch to it. Even the floor mat at the door was pink, with cartoons printed on it. You don't need to change your shoes. We don't have house slippers your size. Skillar snapped at him and couldn't wait for him to leave so that she could be alone. Her crestfallen face obviously showed that she was in a terrible mood today. Even more so than when she first learned about Jeremy's illness. Before going in to get changed. She led Tobias to the living room. At the same time, Summer had heard Skalar talking to a man from her room. Without even standing up from her spot, she shouted through the door. Are you crazy? Skalar? Why did you bring that wild man here again? Tobias' gaze gradually darkened, and he flicked his eyes towards Skalar. That is just how she is. You should leave after UV finished your drink. It's not like I have some high-end teeth to serve you anyway, Skilar whispered, and then headed to the kitchen. She went straight to the refrigerator and rummaged through it for some time before finding a bottle of juice that had expired for more than half a month. Then she grabbed it and gave it to Tobias. After that, she went to her bedroom to change her clothes. As soon as Skilar disappeared into her room, Summer angrily stomped out of hers. Didn't you hear what I just said? I told you not to bring that wild man home again. If you have a problem with that, you can get lost. The remaining words were stuck at the back of her throat as her eyes landed on what, or rather, who was in front of her. The man had a black suit worn over a white shirt with its cufflinks unbuttoned, trailing down to a pair of sexy ankles, revealed by the gap between his pants and his shoes. This sight was enough to fuel a woman's wildest fantasies. The man in front of her was Tobias Ford. Summer could not believe her eyes. Her big boss was sitting in the living room of her rental house. She covered her mouth in surprise for a good few seconds until Tobias' cold eyes landed on her. Did you call me a wild man? Summer went weak in the knees from fear. All the women at the company dreamed of getting close to their CEO. However, She had not expected her dreams to come true under such circumstances. M. Mr. Ford, what are you doing here? Are you here to see me? At that point, Summer's imagination already started to run wild. Wondering whether, of all thousands of employees in the company, Tobias had fallen in love with her at first sight. Nevertheless, he stared impassively at this narcissistic woman and replied flatly, you flatter yourself but there are only two women in this house Dante, tell me skilar and tobias ford no it couldn't be it seemed impossible no matter how she thought about it which man would fall for that poor and pathetic woman other than that sick guy of course even so summer did not dare to probe any further as tobias was known to be cold and distant after a moment of silence Tobias pointed at the room Summer emerged from and told her. It's late. You should go in and rest. Summer was taken aback. I am not tired. Mr. Ford. Would you like some tea? I'll I'll brew a pot for you. When Summer finished her sentence, his gloomy eyes narrowed dangerously, and the atmosphere became strangely somber. I told you to go in. Did I not make myself clear? With that... Summer did not dare to dilly dally further. She could only hide in her room and leave her door open a crack. When Skylar did not come out of her room after such a long time, Tobias became restless. She was drenched in paint, but with him waiting outside, she couldn't take a shower just yet. Thus, she decided to have a change of clothes for now. She reached behind to unclasp her bra and was pulling it out. Halfway through the action. There was a squeaking sound as the door opened from the outside. Tobias, hand was still on, the door as he looked inside the room, with astonishment sprawled across his face. Although he had seen Skalar naked before, her current posture gave off a different vibe. She remained in that awkward posture, not knowing if she should pull it out or tuck it back in. To make matters worse, she was wearing a childish-looking bra that had strawberries printed all over it. Tobias' brows lifted with amusement as he watched Skylar feign calmness while pulling out her bra and stuffing it under her pillow. Then he walked into her bedroom uninvited and closed the door, gently tugging her into his arms before she could back away. Skylar struggled in his embrace, with both elbows pushing against his chest. But even after exhausting all of her strength, he remained unmovable. Without any lights on. Her bedroom was dim with an atmosphere that evoked intimacy. Right then, the phone on the bedside table lighted up, illuminating one corner of her room. As the phone rang incessantly, Tobias glanced at it and noticed the word hubby was flashing on the screen. Skylar had forgotten that Jeremy would be calling her at night. She looked daggers at Tobias, asking him to let go. "You're married. Tobias lifted her chin in a rough manner. Did you lie to me when you said it was your first time? My husband suffers from erectile dysfunction. Okay. have to you already checked me out. Skilar snapped. Let us not forget the fact that you V tricked me. Shall we? Why did I even let him in? How could I forget that he s a beast? The phone on the bedside table kept ringing, with the word hubby flashing up on the screen. After a while... Tobias let go of Skylar, who then quickly reached for her phone and answered the call. Jeremy could be very obsessive sometimes. He wouldn't give up until she answered her phone. What's up with you today, Skylar? Avery told me you left with a man. Who is that man? And where are you? And what took you so long to pick up your phone? Jeremy bombarded her with a series of questions as soon as the call went through skilar looked up at tobias who was standing there like a mountain flustered she waved her hand in an attempt to make him leave but seeing that he remained rooted to the spot she put her finger over her lips signaling him to not make a sound seeing how skilar reacted tobias eyes darkened why does it feel like we ray having a secret affair am i getting in the way of her conversation with her husband thus tobias being who he was naturally did not listen to skilar jeremy was there shouting on the other end thinking that the signal was bad when tobias suddenly went in for a kiss as he cupped skilar's face in his hands at that moment she could feel his tongue swirling inside her mouth in an explorative manner forcing her to swallow her words she quickly ended the call Then raised her hand and gave Tobias a stinging slap across the face. The slap was of such great force that her fingernails had left another deep scratch mark on his neck. He immediately broke himself away from that kiss. The metallic scent impregnating his mouth. Just because I did it with you, once doesn't mean you can keep touching me. Skilar said aggrievedly. Her eyes misty. It was a one-shot deal before. So why are you still harassing me? Tobias gave Skylar a deep look while touching his neck. Amused by her words. This woman is really something. All this while. His women had always been submissive. Like Skilar, During her first time. Yet she was also the first person to defy him. And it only served to intrigue him further. At this moment. Tobias' phone rang. He looked at the caller ID. Then switched off his phone directly skilar let out a long sigh of relief seeing that he was about to leave judging from his reaction she wondered if it was a call from his fianc e I'll look for you in a few days what for skilar was stunned so that you can keep screwing me with a fake three million check it was not t tobias first time hearing from skilar that the check was fake i still have a little bit of money he said besides the check is real. I want to let you lose it to me for nothing. You swear. Skilar jumped off the bed. Eager to know the truth. How should I prove it to you? If you're trying to scam me. You should be come up with a better way. Tobias sounded displeased. Skilar pursed her lips at that. Guess he only sees me as a woman who would do anything for money. It wasn't until Tobias had left that summer dared to come out of her room. Do you know who UV brought home? Skilar. Summer had yet to recover from the shock. A beast. Skilar slumped on the couch and muttered unhappily. I don't care how you brought back Tobias for to my house. But he is getting married soon. Mark my words not every ugly duckling can turn into a swan. Summer sneered. He is getting married soon. When Skilar heard what Summer said. She opened her eyes languidly. Her impression of Tobias was going down the hill. Thanks for listening to the Bravanovel AutoBook. Welcome to download the Bravanovel app. Read the novel in a love nest with the aloof CEO online and get the latest updates. In a love nest with the aloof CEO novel Vol AutoBook. Chapter 1 to Chapter 3. Sir, I only need 300,000. Please? Skylar Jones trembled on her feet in front of the man with her head hung low apart from the dim lighting she was shrouded in darkness right then a tall and broad-shouldered figure approached her step by step the man grasped her chin and panic rose in her when she was met with his icy and intimidating gaze with her heart in her throat skylar swallowed thickly before continuing i know 300000 isn't to a small amount b but i really need this money when the man heard her say that three hundred thousand wasn't to a small amount the corners of his lips arched into a cold-blooded smile suddenly skilar was pulled into his arms completely caught off guard and in just mere seconds the pleasant scent of white sandalwood invaded her senses almost drowning her immediately afterward His cold voice sounded above her head and brought her back to the harsh reality. How do you expect me to believe you? Well, you know what they say, talk is cheap. Though scared out of her wits, Skilar suppressed the fear gripping her heart and replied, Give it a try, if you find that I am lying, I'll return all the money to you. As soon as she said that, a palm, cold as the grave, clasped the back of her neck. Chilling her to the bones, she instinctively thrashed against him, trying to escape. But the man only tightened his other hand around her waist even more. Hence, she stopped struggling, not daring to move a muscle. This was the only way to get the money for her boyfriend, Jeremy's medical expenses. The moment she remained still, the man cupped as face with his palm as he remarked in a low and hoarse voice. I am not interested in getting my hands dirty by personally verifying it. Right then, the door to the room opened from the outside. A blinding flash, followed by the footsteps of what seemed like an army of soldiers, came through the door. At that moment, several men in black suits bombarded that dim room as they strode in a neat formation. Skilar's eyes widened in shock, and she turned back to look at the man hidden in the shadows under the dingy lights she could vaguely discern his chiseled features and the smile playing on his lips which looked impossibly gentle her lips quivered and she argued in a shaky voice we agreed on one what's going on now excuse me sir but you should be honest when doing business forget it the deal is off feeling slightly irritated The man waved his hand with a frosty expression on his face. Then Skilar, still struggling, was forcibly taken away by the men in black. In the operating room, they secured Skilar to the operating table with her dignity in shreds. The freezing temperature here made her feel as though she was thrown into a nice cold cavern. She lay on the cold table, groggy and completely drained of strength, with only her mind wide awake. What are they going to do to me? Is this the end? Am I going to die? just like this. Terror coursed through her veins as thoughts ran wild through her mind. Gradually, her breathing grew weak. With all the courage she could gather, she whimpered. Are you going to take my kidney? Or my liver? Just so you know both aren't in good condition. The results from my physical examination even stated that I have a fatty liver nevertheless the two women in white coats did not answer at that moment skilar felt like crying as she lamented silently just what did i get myself into i just wanted to make some money but why is it so hard why did some people have it easy while i her train of thoughts was interrupted when the automated doors of the operating room slid open as someone walked in one of the women wearing a white coat nodded to Tobias Ford. Mr. Ford, she is all good. Mr. Ford, hearing their voices, Skilar struggled to sit up, but she had only lifted herself halfway when one doctor pushed her back onto the operating table. She shuddered as coldness seeped through her skin once again, under the intense glare of the surgical lamp. She could finally see the man's face clearly. His face was cold and aloof, completely void of emotions, just like a nice sculpture, but his eyes shone with authority. His piercing gaze made her quake with fear, but to her surprise, his voice was tender when he spoke. Are you ready, Miss Jones? Skillar was strung as tight as a bow right then, and her muscles stiffened with trepidation. Nevertheless, she closed her eyes in resignation immediately dredging up the image of her beloved fianc lying on the hospital bed, looking pale and sickly. Only then could she numb herself to her fear. She wasn't betraying Jeremy. All she was doing now was to ensure that she could live with the love of her life. Forever. Prior to the act, the man sat on the edge of the operating table and placed his arms on both sides of her waist while uttering in a low voice, My name is Tobias Ford. Dante, you ever forget that however skilar's mind was in shambles now and she didn't even want to be here let alone know this man's name in fact she hoped she would never see him again after tonight um does it have to be here even the ward is better than this place otherwise you're gonna have to pay me more skilar had basically forced out these words through clenched teeth She grabbed Tobias' arm, shaking slightly. Fine, Tobias agreed in a deep and gruff voice. He found this girl intriguing because even at a time like this, she still did not forget her goal. Then Skalar closed her eyes and blocked out all her senses. After a long time, the operating room was unusually silent. When the deed was done, Tobias stared intently at the girl who had passed out like the dead on the operating table. Her face was still flushed from what happened earlier, and her breath still rapid and shallow. Ignoring the woman, his gaze quickly shifted to the white cloth covering the operating table. That glaring red stain resembled a fully bloomed plum blossom standing stark against a blanket of snow. It was an alluring sight to behold. Last night, this girl had lost her virginity to him. Elysium was the most luxurious nightclub in a city and it operated on a membership system. The guests who came here were filthy rich or immensely powerful, each of them having a net worth of tens of millions. Skylar had always regarded places like this with disdain. Never did she think that one day, she would willingly stoop so low for the sake of money. Being her Navi self, she really thought that Tobias Ford was a generous man. Giving her three million when she had only asked for three hundred thousand, which would help her settle her financial emergency. Thus, when Jeremy told her that the check was forged, her head spun as the world around her collapsed. Indeed, the world was a sinister place, she had been scammed. As for Jeremy's surgery fee, his family had surprisingly managed to gather sufficient money after that. Skylar was baffled as to where the Lanes got the money from, since they were the ones who begged her to gather the money in the first place. Moreover, her future grandmother-in-law even informed her they couldn't afford Jeremy as post-surgery rehabilitation expenses and needed her help. It cost at least 100,000 per month. A little nobody like her could barely scrape up one tenth of that amount. Skylar, hurry up! Room 301 requested a bottle of Ace of Spades. Go in and serve the drinks, urged the manager, Camila Cook, as she nudged S back. Room 301 was the only VIP room in Elysium. The occupants were usually business tycoons and celebrity politicians. Before entering, Camila had specifically told her to turn a blind eye to whatever was happening inside. Turn a blind eye. What the heck did she sign me up for? Chills went down her spine the moment she heard Camilla's warning. At that moment, Skilar was clad in a white maxi dress and a pair of high-heeled boots of the same color. Her face was completely free of makeup, without even a tinge of rouge on her cheeks. Balancing a tray of drinks with one hand, she pressed down on the gilded door handle and entered the room. Her heart almost at her throat. The atmosphere inside the room and that outside was like night and day, it was much quieter. She also noticed that all of Elysium's top beauties were in here. Throwing yourself at me so soon. Are you that eager? Pretty lady. A frivolous voice sounded from above Scalares' head. With her head bowed low, she was so afraid to make eye contact with those inside the room that she bumped into someone. Moreover. The lighting in the private room was too dim, so she couldn't see clearly where she was heading. She looked up abruptly at the man whom she had run into, noting that he was in his forties and had a plump figure, with a pair of gold-rimmed spectacles resting on his nose bridge. He looked like a typical government official. Widening her large doe eyes in shock, Skilar hurriedly apologized. I am sorry, sir. I didn't see where I was going. The man broke into a lecherous smile. Do you think a simple apology will do? Just tell me what you want. Don't use this kind of petty coy tricks on me. I've seen more than enough in my lifetime. Without another word said, the bespectacled man caught Scalara’s wrist and flung her onto the sofa like a ragged doll. After being manhandled roughly, she frantically propped herself into a sitting position. This place was full of the affluent and influential. She knew she couldn't afford to offend any of them. So she could only keep a tight lid on her anger. Amidst the heavy odor of tobacco and alcohol, a white sandalwood cologne fragrance tickled her nose, bringing back memories of the past. Huh? Why does that smell? So familiar? This scent was carved into Skylar's mind deeply, so deep that it seared into her soul. Regaining her senses, she got up clumsily and straightened her dress. Miss Jones, we meet again. This deep voice resembled a devil as whisper reached her ears that instant. The man the devil himself, Tobias Ford, leaned against the sofa and took out a cigarette from his pocket. A flicker of light then followed. Skilar lifted her gaze to the flame as glow and saw a man with an impossibly handsome face beside her she would recognize him anywhere, even if he were burnt to ashes. Tobias Ford, she said his name through gritted teeth. A puff of smoke rose from between his lips, temporarily obscuring his features. Tobias looked at Skilar with a gentle smile, which surprisingly made him seem very charming and approachable. You still remember my name. It seems like you are satisfied with me. The man, who was rude to Skilar, was benjamin hayes when he saw tobias talking to skilar in a hushed tone his expression changed subtly and it brought his aggressiveness down a few notches oh so she is one of yours mr ford sorry about that nah we ray not close you can take her if you want mr hayes a cold glint flashed in tobias eyes hearing that Benjamin breathed a sigh of relief and leered at Skilar. In that case, I make sure you have an unforgettable experience today. I am sorry. But I am just a promoter. I don't do anything else besides selling drinks. Skilar as hands balled into fists by her sides, betraying her fear. Meanwhile, Benjamin anger spiked upon being rejected in public. It was an utter humiliation for him boiling in rage he pinched skilar's chin viciously jerking her head upward as he examined her from top to bottom just who do you think you are immediately skilar started to tremble yet she couldn't tell if it was out of fear or anger or maybe both the only thing she could feel was the sharp pain in her jaw which made breathing difficult for her and she didn't like that not one bit at all Acting upon instinct, she picked up a bottle on the inky black coffee table, thinking to teach this man a lesson. I want to betray Jeremy again. But before she could bring the bottle down, someone grabbed her arm and stopped her. Tobias flung her arm away and narrowed his eyes. His voice slightly hoarse as he warned, Don't ruin everyone's fun here. Get out. Skilar sighed in relief. Opening her eyes to glare at Tobias with hatred. Gladly, Mr. Ford, thank you for your leniency. Noticing the dirty look she was sending him, Tobias, Muck worked up slightly. But there was a hint of frigidness to it. Then he took the bottle from Scalar's hand. There was more than half a bottle of vodka left in it. He looked at skilar with a sinister smile on his face as an idea formed in his mind. Dante rushed to thank me. I wasn't done talking just yet. Finish up this bottle of liquor. Skilar was taken aback for a moment, but soon her initial surprise vanished. To her, this man was nothing but a devil. An indignity she had to carry for the rest of her life. And there was nothing he wasn't capable of doing. In order to escape sooner, Skilar raised the bottle to her mouth and gulped down its contents. The alcohol gushed into her mouth and flowed down her throat, causing a hot burning sensation in her stomach. Seeing the agonized look on Skalar's face, Tobias draped an arm around her shoulders and leaned over to whisper against her ear, You're quite a good drinker, Miss Jones, and it seems like you're really short of money. Tell you what, I'll give you 300,000 for every bottle you drink. The alcohol had already hazed Skilar's brain, and she threw all sense of reason out the window, along with her manager's warning to avoid offending anyone here. With eyes that were glowing red, she stood on her toes and grabbed the front of Tobias' freakishly unwrinkled shirt with both hands, right in front of everyone. Then, she roared furiously, Tobias Ford, you lied to me about the 300,000 last time do you know how bad uf asterisk asterisk would me up and now you wanna mess with me again you crazy son of a b asterisk tch everyone in the private room was dumbfounded upon witnessing the scene this crazy woman must be courting death at that instant tobias grabbed skilar's arm and took her out of the room however skilar was so drunk that she kept muttering barely coherent words Ul, liar. T that money was to save a life. Tobias, on the other hand, felt that this woman was vile to the core, using liquid courage to scam him. But he wasn't surprised either. After all, that night in the operating room, she had asked for an increase at the very last minute. I gave her three million instead of the three hundred thousand she requested, but she is still not satisfied she didn't even waste a minute and came over here she's been real busy i see along the corridor when camilla saw tobias dragging a delirious scalar out of the room her face blanched with horror for tobias ending someone's life was as easy as killing an ant. after all life was worthless in his eyes thus she hurried over in panic knowing what tobias was capable of mr ford I am not sure what happened, but Skalar here is our new recruit. She is still young and ignorant, so please forgive her. Tobias glanced coldly at the manager, his lips parting as he spoke. This has nothing to do with you, so get out of the way. I'll be taking her away right now. Nonetheless, Camila replied tentatively. She is only a promoter. Mr. Ford, we have many girls here. Please allow me to introduce you to a few of them. The moment Tobias spoke, the air seemed to thicken with a sense of oppression. There is no such thing as only a promoter here, since she is an employee here. She should be been prepared for this day. In the meantime, Skilar was sitting unabashedly on the ground as her stomach churned. A few strands of her disheveled hair were stuck to her lips as she hugged Tobias' legs, refusing to let go. Liar, isn't it enough that UF asterisk asterisk cade me up so bad, huh? Hearing that, Camila exclaimed in shock, Are you crazy, skilar Do you know what you ray saying? Tobias Adam S. Apple bobbed as if he was trying to control himself from doing something. Clenching his fists, he said to Camila through gritted teeth, Bring her purse over, I am taking her away tonight. The man was well aware of the rules in Elysium. It was clearly stated that taking a girl, purse meant taking the girl herself. Stupefied? Camila watched Skalar being roughly hauled up by Tobias. He then lifted Skalar's chin and smiled mockingly at her. I I'll give you the time to tell me in detail just how exactly asterisk asterisk, would you up. Already gone off into the deep end. Skalar glared menacingly at Tobias. I am not going anywhere with you. If you wanna come at me, just come at me here, Mr. Tobias, gaze darkened a fraction. How much money do you want this time? Name your price and stop pretending to be innocent. Skilar met Tobias intimidating gaze head on, slurring when she said, If I actually liked you, that ll be free of charge. But now, ha, huh, in your dreams? camilla was paralyzed to the spot and didn't dare to interfere anymore if she got on tobias bad side it would be the end for elysium meanwhile tobias eyes turned even colder and there was also a hint of impatience in them do i look like a man with good self-control skillar sobered up quite a lot upon hearing this as he pushed open the door of the private room skilar winced from the stabbing pain in her wrist caused by his bone-crushing grip then he gestured at the men and women in the room out all of you at his succinct order everyone scrambled from their seats and scurried off not daring to stay a second longer after that tobias ordered his bodyguard samuel to guard the door and stop anyone from coming in within half a minute Tobias and Skilar were the only two people left in the room. Freeing her hand from his tight grip, Skilar staggered backward. What are you doing? Were you serious? Regret filled her immediately. Gushing in like waves. Why did I have to say all those things to provoke him when I knew he as capable of doing anything? Skilar, you dunce. Good job agitating the devil. It’s not like you haven't experienced it before. Memories from that night in the operating room emerged in her mind, sending a shiver down her spine as ice spread through her veins. Tobias' gaze fell on Skylar's face, glimpsing the fear in her eyes and the slight tremble of her lips. He could tell that she was afraid. Every inch of him screamed danger. When Skylar saw his hand move, panic seized her and suffocated her. There was no room for escape. But she had solemnly vowed never to do it again, even if her life depended on it. On that night, she had already been utterly debased. Tobias pushed her down onto the coffee table just then. The moment Skalar's back came in contact with the cold marble slab. Using the same trick, she reached out for a bottle to smash it on Tobias' head. Of course, she was no match for him. He clutched her wrist. And just like that, the bottle fell into his hand. Skilar's eyes widened upon seeing Tobias holding the bottle. And she screamed in fright. Everything happened in a flash. She thought Tobias was going to smash it on her head. But after a long time, the impact never came. Instead, the bottle was gently placed beside her. And the weight pressing on her body was abruptly gone. Putting up a fight at every turn. I see. You're a bold. I'll, I'll give you that. But just how many lives do you have to spare? Skilar recovered from her shock and met his eyes. If you're a short of money, why don't you come under my wing? After all, I was still your first. Miss Jones. Tobias looked like a completely different person compared to the brutal and aggressive man just now as his features had softened to exude a gentle aura. Nevertheless, the words that came out of his mouth ruined his gentle image. He is still cruel and cold-hearted as always. Skilar was ashen-faced. Thank you for your kindness, Mr. Ford, but even if I die poor, I wouldn't want to have the slightest involvement with you. At that point, she did not dare to ask for money anymore. All she wished was to get as far away as possible, lest the devil claim her life. Tobias' lips slowly arched into a smile that was slightly mocking. Fine, I want to force you. Following that, the man left the room, and Skilar waited until she could no longer hear his footsteps before exiting. The moment she emerged, Camila, who was still in shock, cried out, Skylar, you almost ruined Elysium. Dante, you know who Tobias Ford is. Like a deflated balloon, Skillar said listlessly. Who he is has nothing to do with me. By the way, can I get the commission for the sales today? Camila, I need to pay the medical fees at the hospital tomorrow. Camila looked at Skillar and couldn't help but think she was the world's biggest idiot. I really don't understand you. You haven't even married into the family but here you are struggling to pay for your boyfriend's bills once he's all cured he'll dump you for sure what are you gonna do when that happens after the scare caused by tobias skilar was already pale with fatigue she forced a smile and said that's impossible we've been together since junior high a relationship that long won't fall apart so easily he said that he'll marry me once he has discharged from the hospital. Her phone rang at that moment. It was her best friend, Penelope Quinn. She raised her phone, telling Camila that she had to answer a call. As soon as the call connected, Penelope's voice was so loud Skylar thought she had accidentally put her on speaker. Skylar, I saw Jeremy buying a bag for a girl just now, and it was a Hermes bag since when is he so rich surprised skilar replied it can't be you must be seeing things he is still hospitalized so how could you have seen him buying a bag for God's sake skilar i have 20 20 vision i am telling you it was him besides do you think i can't recognize jeremy he was even wearing his hospital gown underneath his coat who else could it be Penelope answered with complete certainty. Thanks for listening to the Bravanovel Autobook. Welcome to download the Bravanovel app. Read the novel in a love nest with the aloof CEO online and get the latest updates. Please see the video introduction for the novel details page and app download address.